and welcome to the podcast. It's Podcastville. About 20 minutes before 5 o'clock. Hopefully you've had a fantastic couple of days. It's been beautiful weather-wise. Mm-hmm. And we are delighted you are here for a Monday, August 2nd, where it looks like um, 475 North and South is basically now the Autobahn. There's an extra lane. You can get off. <laughs> You can get off the door. You can get on a door if you want. It's practically a new... Well, it is a new road, but there's a new place in between uh, Central and Airport that should alleviate some of the congestion on that road, and it's open in time for all things in Inverness. Do you know... I saw something the other day, and I said, I absolutely have to tell Eric. I feel like it was the very beginning of our friendship. Did you know the South Street on-ramp has opened back up again? Uh... I know that there were some things that switched last week. Yeah. So kind of yes. And yesterday mm-hmm. I was uh, I was running around looking for something and I did the whole 475 loop. It was a nice day to do some driving. I don't do a lot of highway driving anymore except for like one strip on 475 north and south, but I was excited to see what was where 70, 75 downtown. Yeah, I know one side, they've moved to the new direction. The yep. other side of 75 will be on Wednesday. And I know that some of the exits and entrance have reopened. So nothing by any means is done in that area. But I know that there was a switch that began late last week and will continue through this week. I remember how furious I was that they had closed. And this is coming back home. So this is going south. So I take I used to take South Street onto the on-ramp onto 75, like right there by the bridge to the river, just so I can hop over and get off right by the casino. And then they closed it for like two years. And I remember being so upset because I had to go all the way downtown and loop around on Washington and then come up the other way. And there was almost always traffic. And so they finally opened it back up. I'm so excited. So now my route home is not nearly as long as it was before. But they are also they also closed a couple things. But nonetheless, I'm perfectly satisfied with it. So I was like, I have to tell Eric because I remember how upset I was when it said normally it says this exit will be closed for 45 days. And it said something like 465 days. <laughs> like What? This is ridiculous. Anyway, uh, that happened to me whenever it was like late 13 or 14 when they closed the high level bridge. Uh, to redo the whole thing, and it said like 370 days. I've I, I've never seen a sign like that before, <laughs> and I would run. I would go over that bridge to go to that Kroger that used to be on Woodville, and I, I heard the jokes about the East Side. I mean, whatever. I I had a couple issues with it, but overall, I was fine. I'd run over to that Kroger, um, and then when that sign went up, I was like, "See you in two years, East Side." Yeah, yeah. Um, the South Avenue ramps on northbound 75 had been slated to close Friday night for 60 days, but that was rescheduled to this morning. The Miami Street northbound ramps two-day closing is now scheduled to start at 8 on Wednesday, and that's also in the Wales entrance to northbound 75 is slated to close for 45 days. There is a very detailed, usually every Monday article in the Blade um, by David Patch. Oh. David Patch, what a great name to be the, the writer of roads and because um, most of our roads need patching. But it's so <laughs> it's so granular. Like I literally I feel like I'm I feel like I'm Indiana Jones or some kind of a treasure hunter. Like I need to read the article and also have a map of these roads right next to it because I can't visualize it while I'm reading it because it's so detailed. 
I need to do a better job. Like, so the Whale Street on ramp is what I take to get to and from work in the mornings. And I've paid attention to that sign for the last 60 days that it's been up. So on the 30th of July, that was the day it was supposed to close. I did not go that way. I went my alternative route, but I just looked today and it was open and I'm like, great. Okay. It's open. But see, I should pay attention a lot more. I also don't give myself enough time. So like I am barely making it out of the house on time to get into work. So the last thing I need is to forget that there's a detour and go that way and then get really turned around. (laughs) Um, TL didn't listen. Um, 75 around downtown is going to be a little different if you've not been, um, not finished by any means, but, um, Let's get going here. I don't want to keep us yeah. too too long today. Uh, so this is uh, my first official podcast as an uncle with more of my DNA uh, out into the world. Are you so excited? I'm excited for you. Being an aunt and an uncle is the best. No, I'm not. Uh, it's just I'm just so far I'm so far removed from the situation. Although I did take off the week of Labor Day, so I could go home. <sighs> You should. Um, Tracy gave birth late Friday night, like nine, ten o'clock or so. Yeah. And with the exception of a little bit of jaundice, uh, little Noel Willow uh, was home yesterday. I think she had a doctor appointment today. Again, still a little jaundice, but she's perfectly healthy. Twenty. I kept confusing the pounds and the. And the length, 21 <laughs> inches, kept saying 21, 21 inches and seven pounds, six ounces. I don't know the exact time. Um, and again, I'm, I'm so far removed from it, but I do have some questions. But seeing Paul hold her um, was kind of surreal. In a good way or in a bad way? It was just one of those like, whoa. Or were you just like, oh, look at my little brother. It was more like, Whoa. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was more like I'm just so far removed. Like I've I've not been yeah. home a lot for the last two decades. Um, I some people might have seen the text message, so I, I messaged Phoenix. He was at home or at like Tracy's mom's house or something on on Friday night while Paul and Tracy were at the hot. Oh God! And seeing a completely brand new human is disgusting. Like absolutely. It, oh. Absolutely. I I did send you that picture, right? Yes. And I didn't say, I was just like, oh, congratulations. Because I did not want to like, I was just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why anybody would want pictures of a kid like right then and there. I don't, I never understood it. I was stunned that they let Paul in that, in the, in the delivery room like that. I mean, I know COVID times are, it's a lot safer now. Um, but to take a picture, like it was slimy, it was unhappy, it was confused. I'm saying it, I mean, so, but, um, I messaged Phoenix. I was like, Hey, I was a big brother once. Do you need any advice? And he said, no, no, thanks. (laughs) Phoenix is probably so funny. I love that text. I love the relationship you have with Phoenix. Like I find it interesting considering it's not as much of a relationship you have with um, Paul or Tracy, but Phoenix is always there to be that glue to kind of like fill you in. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, we went to Disney. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love it. I think it's cute. Uh, apparently the dogs are already very protective of Noel. Interesting. So, um, and my dad and I, 
I don't know if his girlfriend's over, but I called him a little while ago. But my dad was over there meeting her, and he kept calling her Nicole. Uh, <laughs> yes, Barry. <laughs> so, and and I I had to talk with my dad a couple of times. I'm like, don't offend Tracy. So he said he's just going to keep his mouth shut. So hopefully it's all clear by the time I can get home and and check in. What do you? I, I asked my dad. I was like, what's your what's your grandfather name and oh. he said he said barry i was like well no i mean what's it's a, grandpa like, barry how does a how does a like i called my i only had one grandfather that i knew when i could talk and i called him grandpa how does a grandparent name arise um so my dad was um oh god i forget shit so michelle's dad his name is pap so he's Grandpap, but it's Pap for short. So it's just Pap. I don't think I've ever heard them put the grand in front of it. My dad was Paul, P-A-W, so Grandpa, and then Paul for short. And then my mom, because Andrew could never pronounce her name, she was always Emma. And so now, even though Andrew is six and Colin is three and they can pronounce everything, she is still Emma. So it's like, go call your Emma and not Grandma, Emma. Sure. Um, so it's, it's kind of, for our kids, it was whatever they made up with at that time. Okay. Yeah. So it depends. I guess Barry can decide if he wants to be grandpap or, or grandpa or, you know, pappy. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to ask Tracy and Paul what Phoenix calls her. I think, I don't know if she talks to her dad, but what oh. Phoenix calls her mom. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's new for everybody, but... Um, do I, uh, should I get anybody anything? Tracy said that there is a savings slash college fund for her, but that's it. I guess they have everything. Should I get a gift? You could probably insert into the college fund, but also get a gift. Like maybe and get something that's musically inclined. You know what I mean? Like something that's related to you, but it's a gift for baby that may not have been something like, already thought out for her i i mean i get that like tracy says she already has everything but still like get something you know what i mean something that's from uncle eric musically inclined well you do music you do like radio so get her like a little get her some little baby headphones or something i don't know how about like a something that says like baby dj or something yes exactly exactly um i forget i think it was paul who told me on Friday night, they said the doctor was yelling at Tracy. She had to push harder um, because she was delivering vaginally. Mm -hmm. And uh, Paul said that if she, if Noelle wasn't going to come out, they're going to have to like use some vacuum to pull her out. Yeah. This is where Bethany might have been super helpful, but um, yeah. No, there's, it's, it's a vacuum that's literally attached to the baby's head that like helps them to kind of pull it out there's i don't know if they still use the like there was also like a contraption where it's like gigantic um like a plunger twe- tweezers oh. <laughs> and they go up in there and pull it out but i think there were some things that they discontinued because it decapitated babies like it just oh what tragedy i wonder if they but they also sometimes like if there's not like if tracy is has a more petite down you know area down there then they would have to like cut her to allow the baby more room to come out, like the shoulders and stuff. 
They'd have to like slice her from the rudum to the tutum. Yeah, that's more than I wanted to know. It was <laughs> hard enough seeing what Paul sent me of slimy Noel, and yeah. I can't believe she let Paul send that one picture of her having. Yeah, the- she probably doesn't know. <laughs> I know Andrew, when he was born, he had a hard time coming out and he was actually, he got cut by Michelle's pelvic bone. So his, all of his baby pictures, his head is cone shaped because of how like much pressure was on his head coming out. And then he has like, literally he had a scar on his forehead, like Harry Potter from Michelle's bone. Like it just cut him across his forehead. Yeah. She looks like when they sent me the picture of her in the car seat, which I posted today, it was like, that kid does not look 48, 48 hours old. Mm. Like, she looked... She looks like two not, months. 96 <laughs> hours old. <laughs> I, I spoke to Tracy yesterday, and I was like, just checking in. She's like, I'm combing her hair. I'm like, definitely not much of my DNA, but okay. <laughs> um, I've never seen Tracy either, and so I saw that picture and then saw the baby, and I said, oh, she looks like Tracy. She does. I, I yeah. said that to Tracy yesterday, and I or, or Saturday, whenever, whenever I did speak to her. I was I was careful. I, I was like, this could really backfire on me. Because, again, Tracy takes things n- not as we intend them. Sure. Um, and I, I said her, she looks more like you. Like, she's got those big, heavier cheeks. I didn't say heavier cheeks, but just like full. Vo- voluptuous cheeks or yeah. whatever the hell I said. And I have, full ch- I have chipmunk cheeks. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's Uncleville for me now. Um, Mm. how was cake tasting for the wedding? Uh, it was not what I expected. It was fine. Like they're so clever now. So they basically make cupcakes. They literally make cupcakes with different cake flavors and they put different icing on those cupcakes. And then they give you like a half dozen cupcake container with all the filling options. And so you really just kind of cut the cupcake, take some of the filling, put it on top and take a bite. Um, There were so many different flavors like amaretto, strawberry, and this was the the cake. Sorry, I was phoned by my nephew. He's got Facebook Messenger for kids and now he calls and messages all the time. He's your phoenix. He, I love him so much. Um, Um, So I heard amaretto or amaretto. uh, uh Uh-huh, so they have... And these are the sponge flavors. So it was amaretto and lemon and strawberry and chip and cherry and uh, German chocolate and chocolate and white and champagne and like all of these flavors of the actual cake. And then they had like different icing um, flavors on top. And then they had like fillings that we could do with it. I am a basic bitch when it comes to cake. Thomas loves cake. And so I always knew that I was going to lean a bit, little bit more towards whatever he wanted for this. He, however, he picked lemon cake. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like morning tea? <laughs> lemon. Um, so I picked he's his half of the cake is going to be lemon and mine is going to be champagne. All right. Hold on. Do, do, so, again, I am completely I'm a wedding novice. I'm totally ignorant with all this. You pick flavors for each of your sides and also you don't pick it based on what you think your guests will like? I guess. Like we picked what we wanted. Like we picked, you know, the flavor of cake that we wanted to eat on our wedding day. 
Um, and so it's a two tier cake. So one tier will be one flavor and the other tier will be another. So we could, we could give like an, you know, options. And Thomas really wanted lemon cake with the custard filling. And I love a good champagne cake, which is pretty basic. It's pretty expected at weddings. Like I feel like champagne cake is known to be at weddings. I think he's going awfully risky with lemon. Um, like I like, I like, I think lemon cookies. Um, I I like sweet lemon stuff. I think he's taking a risk. Yeah, he is. Bless his heart. Like Thomas has never been the only wedding he's ever been to in his life. Besides when he was a little kid, like a little boy is when my girlfriend got married in 2017 or 2018. Um, and so he's not familiar with the process. And I like where my mom is looking into caterers and we're looking to have a caterer, you know, cater our full wedding. And he's like, OK, but I want my Aunt Mary to make her like lunch meat pinwheels or something like that. It's some sort of like um, deli pinwheels. And I said, "Hun, she can't do that. And he thought it was me telling him no. And he's like, I want to have things. And I said, I understand that. But it, caterers will not allow you to bring in food because they cannot be held responsible for that. Like we can't have hors d'oeuvres and then have Aunt Mary, literally that's her name, bless her heart, have Aunt Mary come put her tray of hors d'oeuvres next to the hors d'oeuvres and tell them here, pass these out too. I'm like, it doesn't work. And then he's like, can we have meatballs? I love meatball appetizers at, at uh, parties. And I said, yes, hon, we can have meatballs. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> God love him. So his lemon cake, if that's what he wants, that's what he gets. Okay. I mean, I'll eat it. I like, <laughs> I, I like lemons. Like, give. I haven't had a good, le- like a sugar lemon cookie in a while. So I'm all for sweet, sugary lemon stuff. So, well, congratulations. And not that, like, we have to do this kind of thing here, but it was from Wixie, right? You think they did a good job? I think so. We're going to try one other place called Cherry Lane, because I guess that's who did my brother's wedding, and my mom really liked them. So she asked if we could test their cakes out and I said that obviously I'm not going to complain we don't we also don't have to pay for any of this stuff which was shocking because we got a dozen cupcakes and flavors and stuff without having to pay for any of it so I said sure you know we we can try it out and see how it goes but it was um it was also really filling like I did not have any room for anything like I was bloated and like some acid reflux had come up from all that sugar (laughs) Just trying all of these different cupcakes. And then, as you can see in the photo, I put the cupcake in Thomas's face and he got really mad at me. It's so. a great it's a great picture. I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> you know, I'll send you the Tracy picture. I have that Thomas picture and we can use it for each other if we ever need it um, for whatever reason. He was so mad at me. He said, do not smash that in my face. And I did. And he got mad. And I said, better now than at the wedding. So you can just like call these places up and be like, hey, I'm getting married. I want to try your cakes. And they just give it to you. So they did have to take my name and number. But yeah, they took my name and number and information and scheduled a pickup. And they literally handed me a dozen cupcakes. And each one was a different flavor and all the fillings and stuff. And, and they gave us the, pap- the papers that I sent you. And they said, OK, let us know what you think. And that was it. So after the radio show, I could call them and say, hey, I'm getting married and they could just give me some cupcakes? Absolutely. So if there's any bakery, you can say, my friend's getting married. I'm tasked with helping her find a cake. Can you tell me how to go about getting samples? 
<laughs> remind me remind me next time that I attend someone's party like Jody's barbecue a couple of weeks ago. This is exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> do it. That's how you get desserts. So then yesterday my brother came to town um, for my other brother's birthday and I had all these leftover like cupcakes and so everybody just ate them and they're so they didn't go to waste, but yeah, I think some people do things differently, but Wixie was certainly really easy. Good. Well, I'm glad it went well. Yeah. Um, now onto the uh, some of the serious stuff. Uh, what's I made a list here. Sorry. Um, I, just, I saw some stuff just as we were jumping on. Did you see that? No. What happened? Capitol Police. Another Capitol Police officer killed himself. Took his life. Like today. That's number three. I, I didn't four. see it. No. No. Yeah. Um. Like, like, are we talking about like the guy who testified last week, or the guy who like slowed down the mob? Or are we talking about a guy who, if they looked into him, they would have found somebody that let these people walk through because they were no one of the idea. Bad... Okay, no, no idea. That's my only thought. So I, yeah. I, I withhold thoughts on that. Um, but I did come across this today. So there is, uh, and I might have sent you some stuff about this guy in the past. And uh, this was in a, a national publication. So not like a local Philly thing, which I still read almost every day, usually just for sports stuff, though, or to see, you know, a little bit of what's happening back home. So there is an extremely progressive, probably maybe the most progressive, at least in the big cities, uh, district attorney in Philadelphia. His name is Larry Krasner. I think he's a nice Jewish fellow. Um, And I'm just pulling this out because last week, I think there were several council and mayoral candidates, at least over the last two weeks, saying, here's my 10-point plan to solve gun problems. Mm -hmm. And, like, they're just lists. And, Mm -hmm. like, none of this stuff is going to stop things. Like, as soon as somebody gets elected or goes into office, like... None of this stuff is going to stop things overnight. Um, and I, I found this paragraph today, and it, it it's really, it's how gun violence will stop. Or we can at least correct it. Um, still, we're in pandemic times, so everything is magnified and amplified. Um, and I'm going to read you this quote. Again, Larry Krasner, the DA, very progressive. Like, he doesn't, like, he wants people out of jail, like, low-level offenses. Like, there's no reason if you're not, like, a harm to the public, like, go home. We don't even want your money. Um, So, we really have an interesting crew here that never existed in the DA's office, headed by a criminologist and some data people. And when they uh, geo-map, this is what you see. The map of poverty is the map of unemployment, is the map of educational low achievement, is the map of mass incarceration, is the map of violent crime. It's all the same map. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's just a three-sentence... Um, upshot of all the things that we've talked about whenever we talk about our ideas or whatever a potential city council person says or a mayoral hopeful says. It's not buying the guns. It's not over-policing. It's not making friends. It's not Juwan Armour. It's Mm -hmm. creating the infrastructure at the very beginning of people's lives or part of their lives so that the end point of their lives from having gone sideways is gun violence. It's everything else but the act- doing something about the actual gun. 
I agree. It's it's one of those things, you know, you when you sent that um, article, that Blade article to me this weekend, I was like, absolutely. Like, I do find I don't I don't I did put my finger on it, but I absolutely find that it's becoming a political talking point locally and nationally. And it doesn't need to be that. And like, do we need to have dedicated plans to curb that? Yeah, sure. But like everything else in between is going to be what naturally stops a lot of that gun violence, like all of the structure in between that. So recreations, bringing sports leagues, allowing like different tracks for employment for youth that's not just college. And then also like starting, I know that a lot of people, you know, consider like, well, let's invest in the kids. Let's invest in the kids. They're grown ass men out here that are still considering violence. Like what about them? What about those men that may have records under their belt? But if you like said to them, hey, listen, like if we allow you this opportunity, what can you do with that? Like, how can you change your community? How can you change your life? How can you help your family? We're going to give you that chance because we see, you know, these things happening. Like it, it's probably not going to happen. You're not going to get somebody in jail for maybe a minor offense, but on the track to a violent offense and say to them, you know, as they're exiting jail, here's some job opportunities. And these will take you directly to 50 K a year. If you put in the time, we'll also provide you transportation so you can go. We'll also provide you with, you know, stipends for childcare so that you don't have to worry about your kids. You know what I mean? Like, how can we do that? Cause it's the grown ass men that are also the problem. How about this? Uh, in addition to my very unconventional plan to have a hotline or a text line where if some somebody is about to shoot somebody else, you text us, say you're not going to do it, and here's 500 bucks. <laughs> um, instead of, like, if TPD picks you up and you're about to go to jail, um, we, we can pretty much gather what, what, what your background is. We can look into you real fast. And instead of taking you to jail, I'm going to take you to the to the most the closest place that has a now hiring sign and your ass is going to fill out an application. But beyond that, yes, absolutely. But like that person that may have some minor offenses on their record, like the likelihood of them getting hired might be lower. And you know what I mean? Like there's just all sorts of stuff. But like if we can eliminate as many barriers as possible and show like a like in in my mind, I visualize like we all have seen, you know, Moses parting the great sea and like you could see this is where you enter and that's where you exit all the way down there. Like if they can physically see that, you know, if they can visibly see this is the amount of work I have to put in, this is the assistance I'm going to get to get there. And then once I'm done, this is the life I can have for myself and my family after it might make a difference. Like some of that really does come just down to that. Let me read this one more time uh, to wrap up this subject. Cause it's, it, we need to, to refer back to this often. Um, the map of poverty is a map of unemployment. Is the map of educational low achievement is the map of mass incarceration is the map of violent crime. It's all the same map. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's not about someone firing a gun because they're going to do that. At that point, they're going to pull that trigger. It's everything, literally everything in their life before that. And yeah. we can't stop everybody. We can't, you know, make you be motivated, but there are plenty of people and younger people and kids who still have not just one fork in the road, but many. And yeah. you know, all this summer there's been lots to do at the city parks. I think one of the people running for city council, Tom Names, pointed out and thanked whoever for having all this activity at city parks all summer in the blade today. So it's there. And maybe we got to do an even better job of talking about all those opportunities and sometimes nudging 
kids down those paths, but it's sure. it's better than winding up um, holding a gun or dead from one. Sure. And it's, I mean, again, I remember how disheartening it was to do poorly in school and in classes where I'm learning stuff that I know for a fact I'm never going to have to know, you know, and I still failed it anyway. Like, I remember how disheartening it was not to feel like I achieved a whole lot. You know what I mean? I, like, I absolutely was one of those folks. And that's something on the national level that ha- that's going to take so much more time to be addressed and like how we educate our kids and how, you know, if it's important for it to be a real life education or like, let's learn about Native Americans that were here in like before Christ. (laughs) And you know what I mean? Like, let's learn about some advanced geometry that nobody's going to use unless you're an accountant or an engineer. Um, Sit by, stand by a second. I got to do a traffic report. Sure. Where'd my traffic go? Several incidents this evening to pass along. One still an accident. Alexis at Lewis normally busy busy intersection slowed down even more. Console at Payne Avenue. We have an incident. Also an accident with the left lane block 475 northbound at 23. Avoid that area if you can. That's your cumulus. Toledo right now traffic. Also, my battery is running a little slow. So if I cut out, it might be because of that. When Andrew called me, he wiped it out. Um, is uh, to talk about this for a moment, if we could, is uh, is Colin gonna be okay after being ravaged by Petey? <laughs> he will be fine. He didn't even he didn't even cry, and he just like snatched his hand back and like looked at his hand and then looked at me like he just bit me. And me and my brother both kind of gave him that. That's what you get. Like that's what you get. What did we tell you? We warned you. We told you many times. Like you know that Pete's not a normal dog that you can just run on, run all over. And I think a lot of kids need to learn that. Like more kids need to learn the importance of like your manners ask before you pet an animal you know because you might not be able to and so yeah he's fine he didn't break any skin he didn't even cry he said he was sorry like <laughs> you what, know what do pete's bites feel like um they are warnings more than their actual bites. so the first week that i got him he bit my mom but not to the point where he bit down and you felt pressure he just like you felt his teeth connect with your hand and he did bite my sister-in-law's mom when they were watching him while I was in California. It sounds like he did, I, from what I remember, he didn't break the skin for her either, but she actually had to physically pick him up to put him in his crate for bedtime. Where anyone else that bites him, it's just because he will, so he will show you signs that he's afraid. And I have to teach people that every time because they'll lean forward to want to pet him because he's so sweet, but he will back up. So if he's backing up, then you need to stop, right? You can stand there and stick your hand out. And if he backs out, backs up, then he's not interested. But sometimes he will move forward, sniff you, lick you, and then move on. Um, Like for my brother, when I was holding him, my brother Carl wanted to see him. So he walked up to him. I was holding Pete. And so Pete went and licked his face because I was holding him. So he was fine. Um, They're they're just little warnings. They're not even bites, really. They're more like nibbles. Like he just kind of connects his teeth with your skin he can tear you up but he's not going to no i get it yeah um the lady that bought the that won the auction for the bridge in waterville oh has has backed out why what did what was she want a bridge for anyway like what are we doing with that was going to donate it 
Um, it was a June 30th auction. She won. Her bid was $6,500. Um, and she is with, she notified ODOT she's withdrawing and canceling the purchase contract. So if you want a bridge, maybe <laughs> We've it's, got it. Yeah. Uh, I guess the, the blade said that they were going to, ODOT was going to reach out to some of the other bidders. Um, but it does need to be taken care of and improved because it's old and decaying. So I feel like it's a huge liability. Yeah, yeah, that I, that's why I think she donated it for restoration. That's why, like, no average citizen was going to be like, "Yes, I'll, I'll buy." I mean, every, you could have bought the bridge for like a dollar. Actually, I don't know what the starting bid was, but it was going to be all the restoration that it it was going to need. Um, but I'm kind of surprised there wasn't some kind of safeguard in the contract from preventing her from yeah. like backing out. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, but, but, but yesterday, one last thing yesterday when I was running around hunting for this, this item, um, I was at the, the Target shopping center on Monroe and it's 1030 or so. And there were 30, uh, I guess teenage girls standing outside five below. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out why, like I looked stuff up on Twitter and I co- couldn't come across anything. And some people were very helpful on Facebook. I guess uh, Five Below sells something called Squishmallows. Is are those like? Is that, is that something that you eat, or is it something that goes in a collection that's on your bed with fifty other Squishmallows that you have? It's a great question. It and reminds you know, me of the novelty of like those big headed, bobble headed things that Floyd loves. Funko Pops. Yes. Since 2017, the unbelievably squeezable Squishmallows plush have grown into an international phenomenon. There's a th- more than a, th- a thousand characters. They're little stuffed animals, and I guess they were just five bucks at Five Below. I'm, I'm assuming that, I, I think the sign I saw was right. And um, hmm. yeah, it looks like they, I pulled up Amazon, 17, 18, 19, 22. So yeah, that's why there there were people in line yesterday, and I guess we have. Do you do you know how many five belows we have? There's one out by me. There's one on airport, and there's one on Monroe. So three. Okay, um, they have half squishmallows. Have half a million followers on Instagram. Interesting. So, so that's why people were lined up yesterday, and I, I'm guessing they were five bucks. So good hunting, and I I wouldn't. You'd have to find a pretty strange and bizarre object that you collected for me to go for me to raise an eyebrow considering what I have in my second bedroom <laughs> exactly like a little beanie baby uh, the squishmallow yeah no I'm assuming it's collected like beanie babies were uh, it could be could be yeah um all right we're done what are you gonna do for the rest of tonight we're gonna get some Chinese food um, and deviate from what I have been trying to eat a little healthier. Um, so I'm going to have some Chinese food and chill. I'm really tired. I missed my medication two days in a row this weekend. So I'm like, Ugh. it's been a long day. Met with the photographer. It was great. And now I'm just going to kind of relax. The ph- photographer for the wedding, right? And our engagement session. Yes. Um, and that's the, the, we did, we talked, we mentioned the price on the air, right? 
We did. Uh, no, we didn't. But I'm certain I don't mind. Like, so our photographer journey has been pretty interesting. Like I've openly said that photos are not something that I'm huge about because they're just going to be stored online or in a, you know, binder and then forgotten about besides the one that the ones that you actually print. And so I didn't want to spend tons of money. I was really glad to find her because she has packages for different times. And so I bought a package for four hours. So she'll be with us on the day of the wedding for four hours and at an engagement session. Um, and so she will do our engagement shoot, which is in like two or three months. And then she'll do our wedding. And then that's it. And I did, I'm not paying more than a grand for her. So four months. So your engagement shoot will be a, a will be fall themed or what's your vision for it? Um, I'll send you pictures. Very dramatic. So I love like more editorial style engagement shoots. So I'm not, not to say that we won't be like smiling and look wonderful, but I like them to be a lot more dramatic. So she did one at Mommy Bay and I've always wanted to do one at Mommy Bay where the couple was standing on the rocks and all you saw in the background was the water. Um, and she did, it was black and white. So it was also done really well. So I like that where Thomas and I are really dressed up, but our, our, um, background is a lot more raw if that makes any sense and then um there's a quarry over here sawyer's quarry which is kind of run over with just vegetation i think is the word and and plants and wildlife and so we're going to do something there as well so cake getting closer dress good Mm -hmm. photographer taken care of so you're checking Mm -hmm. lots of boxes yeah, I think the only one that's still making me anxious is the venue. We've got to get the venue done, but I don't have a choice in when that happens. Like, right. you know, so by the 1st of October, it'll be done. But I'm trying to make, I don't believe in, and I guess some of the listeners, like, let me know how you guys did. Because, like, some people, they plan weddings and it's just has to be this anxious, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so anxious. What do I do? Like, every, panic and freak out for me. Maybe my brain just works well and that I can organize things in my mind and get them done and feel at ease about it and just enjoy it. But I do have to reach out to Ashley because we've got to get we've got to find out about our hotel reservations. Okay, cool. Well, enjoy your Chinese tonight. I will. What are you doing tonight? Uh, I have no plans. Oh, okay. Just I'm serious. I'm going to force you out with me at some point. We're doing something together I'll, because I miss your face and we need to have a good time. I'll be, a, I'll be an uncle from 500 miles away again for the third day. <laughs> that's good. You'll be an uncle for the rest of your life. Yeah, I guess that's the way it'll be. Oh. Yeah. I also have an uncle, Eric, and he's my favorite. That just sounds weird. Yeah, His name know. is... His name is Eric, but I've never called him Eric. I've always called him Uncle Eric. Like, hmm. Mom, is Uncle Eric coming over? How's Uncle Eric doing? He's actually coming to town next, this Saturday. Yeah, I I, I did the same with my uncles. So, mm-hmm. very unsettling. Yes, yes. All right, well, I will talk to you later on tonight. Okay, goodbye.